Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh my goodness. I love it when the figurehead's dementia accidentally causes him to tell the truth. Senator Ben Cardin is one of the great, I, I hate to face public servants, but it is true. Can we hear it again, please? Please. Senator Ben Cardin is one of the great, I, I hate to face public servants, but it is true. <laughs> it just comes out of them. I hate the phrase public servants. Well, I love the phrase. I hate the fact that it's become a joke. Because of people like you who are con artists. And worse. I think we might have a little fun with this one. I don't even have an episode name yet. I just heard this and sat down and now there's a microphone in front of me and I'm recording and I'm thinking American financing at AmericanFinancing.net and I'm pressing this red button on my Roadcaster Pro. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now. From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I just realized, having heard that, been inspired, I came in here without, uh, without drink. I don't drink alcohol, but honestly, when you speak for a living and you speak as much as I have today, because I've been getting her done, you uh, end up with uh, some dry throat. So I'm probably not dying unless I'm dying, in which case I'm going to the Lord. So worry not. Man, they're stinking Texans, stinking Bitter clinging, stinking Texans, stinking Oklahomans, Arizonans with all their hatred towards the BIPOCs just makes me sick. I mean, Texas, you know, at one time was, well, they'll, they'll tell us part of Mexico and Arizona, just the stinking Trump racism. And, you know, Trump caused that. To see the BIPOCs and the way they're treated just just, just because they're migrants. That's it. I mean, they're, they're migrants. No, according to Fox News, they're migrants. Yeah, listen to... I mean, this is just... This is some Texas authorities. And all they're trying to do is explain the resources available to help the migrants. And listen to the stinking... <laughs> You know, cattle booted, truck driving, AR 15 owning, hatred filled Texans in Arizona screaming in the back. The supplemental budget give additional resources to New York and other cities welcoming migrants. Unfortunately, House Republicans seem set on defunding the Department of Homeland Security and shutting down our government. I also led a letter with Immigration Subcommittee Ranking Member Jayapal written over a hundred of our colleagues to urge the administration to use all the tools available to them to provide stability to asylum seekers and undocumented immigrants in our communities. Oh, golly, I'm sorry. That's, that's, oh, gosh. Oh, I messed that all up. See, I didn't sit down. Oh, that's not New York. Those aren't the stinking racists in, uh, oh, pardon me, that's not Texas. Not the stinking racist there. It's the stinking racist in New York. Where they're not used to seeing people of color. Stinking racists. And he's talking there about Representative PayPal from Seattle. Notice the border, the border clownery. Phenomenal. 
we are people who prepare, right? We see what's coming and it's wisdom to prepare. God tells us that the wise see a storm coming and the wise prepare. We build our houses on solid rock foundation. Make sure that you in your home have built on a solid foundation of being able to handle the worst that comes your way. Get to fourpatriots.com slash Todd. Check out what they've done with the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. This now has 12 AC outlets, two USB 2 connections, which charge devices twice as fast. It has two times the peak power of the other solar generators, and it's still a bug out kit dream. You can pick this thing up and take it with you in a, you know, maybe a minute's notice, not even that, 30 seconds. But here's what they've done now. 4patriots.com slash Todd will give you the solar panels for free so you can run medical devices, refrigerators, freezers, et cetera, in your home, your computers. And if God forbid you have to bug out, you take it with you. Even if it's just because there's a flood or something like that, you'll want power with you. Go to 4patriots.com slash Todd. Remember, you get free shipping on orders over 97 bucks. Plus, you get peace of mind and the ability to help a neighbor because we all want to be able to do that. 4patriots.com slash Todd. So that was the, the, the loathsome, uh, let me rephrase that, the man through whom great evil is done, Jerry Nadler, just trying to waddle his way through this. The flexibility to provide faster access to employment authorization documents and to protect families by redesignating Venezuela for temporary protected status. I was proud to join this. Notice that he doesn't care a whit uh, about New Yorkers saying send them home. He doesn't care a whit about the BIPOCs. And normally when BIPOCs speak, the Democrats tell us if it's a BIPOC, then they're right. I'm sorry. What was it that Biden said? Just a quick version, not the full version. What was it? Senator Ben Cardin is one of the great, I, I hate to face public servants, but it is true. Yeah, and it's true that you hate the phrase because you aren't one. Because you think we serve you. And you know what? In your party, you're right. His dementia is correct. Oh, it happens, by the way, that another person through whom great evil is done had the same thing happen to her at the very same event. And it's fascinating. My friend Alex Overall, former producer of the Todd Herman Show, now produces, by the way, my um, American Family Radio syndicated show, the weekday syndicated show. It's so funny. I have to specify because God's given us, he's gifted us. He's given us so much. Weekend syndicated show on Radio America. God gave us that. God gave us this AFR show. And I brought Alex back to produce that show. Alex says, why isn't this woman crying? Why isn't she kneeling on the ground crying? This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Didn't Rush used to do that? God rest him. And she's also trying to give a press conference on all the things they're doing for the migrants. Yes, and ultimately, I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations so that the folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. They are there are there is no consensus on any of this except in the Uniparty. And Kevin McCarthy and those guys, they talk a great game on this, but there is no consensus and it is absolute chaos. It's designed to be chaos. It is all part of the Cloward Priven remake of the United States of America. It's designed to be chaos. Well, it's also, also very, very profitable for the cartels. Colombian traffickers are making about $10 million per month uh, trafficking people in the United States. And that's just the trafficking part. Once they get these people here, they earn a commission on renting their bodies to others either through labor or through uh, being sex slaves. And they take a commission on that. Often they take a commission on the money these people send home. As this is happening, there is a turn coming against the figurehead. 
And to my mind, it couldn't be coming. Well, no, that's not true. It could have come at a far better time. But at least there is starting to come. But the devil, you know. You know, the figurehead's the devil we know. And they could be planning a Gavin Newsom. Or as they attempt to put President Trump in prison or bring the 14th Amendment to bear so that they can peel him off of the, the state's ballots. And if they do that, there will be chaos. There will be violence. Now, I'm not hoping for it. I don't want it. I don't sponsor it. But there will be violence. Absolutely. Oh, I'll understand it. No, no. If they strike President Trump from the ballot, I will totally understand the violence. I, I, I will completely understand why people turn to that. It won't puzzle me a bit. You take someone's peaceful transfer of power from them. We're told that's a great, that's, that's what President Trump tended to do. If you take that, you show them, hey, you know what? You're not allowed. You will get the violence. Many of these people want that violence. But there's this turn coming um, in regards to how the party is deciding to treat the figurehead. It hadn't occurred to me about this guy, but I've run some amazing clips of David Ignatius. So he's a fixture at the Washington Post. Um, and Ignatius, one time he, he, he was talking about when the figurehead uh, was, was just after he was installed. David Ignatius was talking and, and asking people to have empathy because people who worked for Joe Biden... Uh, had never before experienced a struggle. No, he said that. That they didn't know what it was like to be unpopular. <laughs> and so it was very, very hard for them to be unpopular. And he wanted us as a nation to go, oh, wow. Wow, that's, I really feel it. As they went on to install the most ungodly of the lockdowns, which, which just brutalized the minds of kids, uh, up to and including the point that there are kids who can't have empathy. How could I say that? Herman, how could a flu make it so a kid can't have empathy? A fl- it can't. A flu can't. What can is, cover- is making sure that as a child grows up, they never see a human face unmasked. What does that have to do with empathy? This. The mirrored synapses in our minds are how we figure out what emotion other people are feeling. We practice that as little kids. Oh, mom looks angry. Dad looks happy. Sister looks, sister looks curious. And we become more and more nuanced in this. It's how we then can have empathy for others. It's, it's called uh, the, the empathy uh, synapse, mirrored synapses. That's what they're called, the empathy synapse. That's gone in a lot of kids. And as they installed all this, David Ignatius wanted us to feel bad for the people who run Joe Biden because these things were unpopular. But according to great writer at Substack, Jordan Schachtel, he writes the dossier, David Ignatius is the, the longest serving media asset for the American security state, specifically Langley. And he points to Politico, Ignatius is national security go-to guy. He writes, not from the Politico, but Jordan writes, Ignatius has been on the receiving end of uh, many spoon-fed, quote, scoops during his 50-year career. Most recently, he published a piece on Lieutenant General Michael Flynn's allegedly scandalous communication with the Russians. Story was nonsense, nothing more than a means to sabotage an enemy of the administrative state. Flynn did nothing out of the ordinary, but the Ignatius launch campaign succeeded in removing the unconventional by D.C. standards leader, former President Trump's inner circle. We remember this, right? Ignatius is the guy who got that scoop. Well, it was fed to him by the FBI. And he's been called by many people, amongst them journalist Melvin Goodman, the CIA's apologist-in-chief. So he wrote a, a, a column this past week, September 12th, at the Washington Post, David Ignatius wrote, President Biden should not run again in 2024. And Jordan says that this is worth our time. So he picked out some pieces of this. 
Well, devoting the first several graphs to lavishing praise upon President, what, what Jordan somehow calls President Biden, Ignatius finished buttering him up and delivers what he meant to say. I don't think Biden and Vice President Harris should run for re-election. It's painful to say that, given my admiration for what they have accomplished. Nothing. No, it's not true. They've taken several steps forward in Barack Obama's plan to crush the United States of America. And yet, I'll go back to Jordan's writing. But if he and Harris campaigned together in 2024, I think Biden risks undoing his greatest achievement, which was stopping Trump. Now, interestingly enough, Biden didn't stop Trump in the least. (laughs) President Trump is still going very well, thank you very much. And if there wasn't, in fact, the rigging of the election, President Trump would still be in office. And the nation would be far better off. For, in, in many ways, I hope that the president would have lifted the, uh, the lockdowns. I think he would have. We don't know. But I think he would have. But we would not have the destruction of our southern border. He, he would have completed the wall. We would not have had 8 million people come into the country undocumented. I'm not saying they're not illegal immigrants. They are. But undocumented, meaning we don't know who they are. We wouldn't then be running the risk of terrorists crossing the country. Not even just, not, 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 not good old-fashioned terrorists, but members of the Chinese military coming across. Or, if you like, Russian military. I don't think the Russians want a war with the United States, so I, I don't think they're doing that. But, but we've seen plenty of nations, uh, uh, citizens of other nations that don't mean as well coming across. So Ignatius continues discussing the two big liabilities for the campaign. He says, Biden has never been good at saying no. He should have resisted the choice of Harris, who was a colleague of his beloved son, Bo. Did you know that Bo did not die in combat? No, seriously. No, I'm not kidding. No, he died from cancer. Very sad. No, it wasn't in combat. I I know Biden says that all the time, but it wasn't. (laughs) Back to the piece. Who was a colleague of his beloved son, Bo, when they were both state's attorneys general. He should have blocked then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, which has done considerable damage to the island's security. He should have stopped his son Hunter from joining the board of a Ukrainian gas company and representing companies in China, and he certainly shouldn't, should have resisted Hunter's attempts to impress clients by getting dad on the phone. Do we see what he's admitting here? Of course he was selling access. Now, for this guy to step up and say... Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should not run again. This is major news because I think it makes perfect sense that he's in a, he's an intelligence service asset. I'm not saying that that I don't even know that Jordan means that he worked for the CIA, other than that he does work for them, and there is a difference. Now, believe it or not, it's so bizarre. It's almost like. A memo went out. And the Mockingbird media started to take on the figurehead's lies. There are two or three pieces in big time Mockingbird media pubs doing just that. Calling out the lies told by the flesh of Joe Biden. That's just a reminder that our enemies are not flesh and blood. They are the dark spirits in the dark realms attempting to divorce us from God. So let's remember that because I think it's vital to remember. This has got talking points. We'll get to this. CNN. I have in front of me um, some talking points. And maybe I shouldn't release that fact, but they're right here. And these are talking points that uh, a partner gave me. Uh, it's the company Bioptimizers. And they, they gave me these copy points to read. Now, there's a big difference here. I live in the world that I hope to create for you. I mean, that's a horrible thing, horrible way to say that. God creates worlds, I create nothing. But I live in an experience I hope to offer you. So it's vastly different from where Greg Abbott 
sent the illegal immigrants up to Texas to say, hey, you guys, you guys see how you like it. See how your citizens respond to seeing their, their resources drained from people who legally should not be here. It's not racism. It's, it's, it's intelligence. It's skepticism. It's, it's fairness. So that's a big difference. He says, you try this world. I am, I am in the world of bioptimizers. In fact, on their products, I'm all in. Bioptimizers is a company that makes magnesium breakthrough. And yeah, I've got the talking points in front of me, but there's not a chance that I would ever read these to you if I didn't experience them. If I couldn't tell you that my sleep is radically better with magnesium breakthrough, that my stress management is radically better. Now, I can't feel the effects of proper uh, cellular fatty acid and carbohydrate utilization. I can't feel that, but I know it's there because of how magnesium breakthrough works with all seven different forms of magnesium. I can tell you that I've started to stack their products. That is to use now five of their products at Bioptimizers. This stuff I can feel in relation to proper absorption of foods. One is mass seams. I take this throughout the day. So this helps break down food. It helps improve digestion and nutrient absorption. How do I tell the difference? Because less food, I still feel more nutritionally filled. And I'm in this process, you know, of trying to gain muscle. So I want everything I can out of my food. I take massimes throughout the day. I take P3OM at night. This is a prebiotic and probiotic. It's for super healthy gut and immune function. That stack, Magnesium Breakthrough, Bassemes, and P3OM has been a game changer for me, and I think it will be for you as well. So do this. Go take action. I recommend you start taking Magnesium Breakthrough daily. The sleep benefits are just truly remarkable. Trust me, it is a life changer. Visit bioptimizers.com slash Todd. Enter code Todd for 10% off any order. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash Todd. Save 10% with code Todd only at bioptimizers.com slash Todd. So CNN got the memo that many other people in the Mockingbird media got and they are actually tracking Biden's lies. And he has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never, but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up. He said that he used to drive a tractor trailer, used to drive an 18 wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18 wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again. With Biden's Joe been a career liar and he's been a plagiarist for years. And this is has been i mean it's been 30 years of this so now the see now suddenly it's okay to say this again though but what's so remarkable is that what he says are the serious lies more serious saying he was arrested at a civil rights event is a more serious lie perhaps than pretending he was a college professor that's not the serious lie that man had the the entire capital surrounded in fences and checkpoints because he told us 
There were armies of white supremacists crouched outside Washington, D.C., ready to seize the city. They told us that January 6th was a well-organized attempt to seize control of America, an insurrection to seize control. It was nothing of the sort. That man participated in the safest, most secure election in history myth. That man participated in the safe and effective myth. That man participates to this day in the lie that the injections work. That man participates in lies that men are women and women are men. There is not a topic on which Joe Biden tells the truth on purpose unless he's accidentally caused to do that by his own dementia. Senator Ben Cardin is one of the great... I hate to face public servants, but it is true. And thus his dementia suddenly tells the truth. He participated in the pretense that there was an actual kidnapping attempt uh, against the dictator of Michigan, Whitmer. It happened that on Friday, um, <laughs> the, the, the last three the, the last three victims of the fednapping hoax were found not guilty. Final three defendants in the Whitmer in the Whitmer so-called kidnapping case, which is a fednapping case, have all been acquitted on all counts in Antrim County in Michigan. Eric Molitor, Bill Knoll, and Michael Knoll were found not guilty by the jury after a two-week trial. Are they getting their lives back? Are they going to get their time that they were in jail back? Are they going to get their reputations back? Are they ever going to be able to work again? Or is this going to be, hey, you're that kidnapping guy? This is some of the responses this occurred. 23 past the hour, we are following breaking news. A verdict has just been reached in the trial of the three men charged in the plot to kidnap Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Joining so this is MSNBC. Let's see if they mention the federal involvement. It's now NBC's Antonia Hilton. So, Antonia, good morning. What's a verdict? Good morning, Jose. Well, these three men who were accused of being part of this 2020 plot to kidnap the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer, have all been acquitted on all counts. Now, these three men were part of this militia group, the Wolverine Watchmen, and they were accused by the government of being part of this plot, of taking part in drills and surveillance of uh, Gretchen Whitmer's properties. And what they have testified, two of the three testified, saying that they took part in these drills but did not know the plot until the very end. Okay, have they yet mentioned the fact that there were more federal agitators, informants, and agents in this than these men, and that the militia was a discussion group? It was a stupid discussion group of very, very sad, extremely lonely men, one of whom lived in the basement of a vacuum cleaning, a vacuum cleaner store with no bathroom at a very low point in their lives. Are they going to mention the fact that, that these men wanted out of the plot, but the feds roped them back in? Are they going to mention the fact that one of these men, desperately sad, desperately lonely, was led to believe that he had a girlfriend all of a sudden who was actually a federal informant or agent who slept in a hotel room bed with him? I'm not saying that she had sex with him. I don't know. Maybe she did. Are they going to mention any of this? See, if you're a victim of MSNBC, you don't know these things. And they weren't some of the central players here. Some of those folks have already been convicted. They are facing up to and about 20 years in prison. But these three men, two of whom are brothers, are off on all charges. And you remember, you know, for anyone who hasn't paid much attention to this case recently, you know, this was a big deal back in 2020. It was part of the story of the extremism, the rising rhetoric around okay. that. Here. It was part of the story, the extremism, the rising rhetoric around that. No, it wasn't. It was the federal government lacking any extremism to point at, going and agitating into inventing some. At time, a closer look at some of the militia groups in the United States that have been organizing and at times put uh, both voters and politicians' life lives at risk here. And so, you know, while these three men have been acquitted and this is the last of the trial, they're one piece of a much larger story, Jose. And the, and the, the victims of MSNBC will never know the larger story. They will never understand that this was, from the very beginning, a federal plot, throughout the entire affair, a federal plot, 
that when men tried to get out of the plot, it was the feds who roped them back into the plot. They will never be availed of that information. But yes, the big lie from CNN, and thank gosh, thank the Lord, they're being caused to report his lies. So at least the victims of CNN now have that insight. But the victims of MSNBC will never know it was their own government who set this entire thing in motion who conceived the plot and kept the plot rolling you know sometimes i think about our podcasts and other podcasters have one topic i'm not saying it's i'm not this isn't a statement that our podcast is better it's not i can't do one topic shows (laughs) it occurs to me it's almost impossible for me to do one topic shows this is organized around the fact that joe biden hates public servants he hates the phrase Well, what does he love? He loves this stuff. (laughs) This is the authoritarian stuff he loves. Hey, there is a chance for you to get outside of um, the, the really corrupt financial system. And if you've been thinking about getting your money, your retirement account over to Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management, I mean, number step number one is know that Zach is my friend. He's my brother. And I have him on the show once a week. So, so know that, but that wasn't always the case. I mean, Zach and I are relatively new friends. It's been in the past, uh, I'd say, four years that we've become good friends. And it started as a business relationship. He did his radio show out of the building where I did mine in Seattle. KnowYourRiskRadio.com. You can get his radio show. It's very good, by the way. And Zach was new to talk radio. So he asked me if I'd spend some time with him. And I did. And we became friends. Worked out together. That's a big, big friendship step for me. Working out with the guy. Work out twice with me. We're friends. And we did that. I met his wife. I met his family. And saw that he stewards his family as a leader. And then I made the, the decision to put a good portion of our, of our money with him. And he said, don't put it all. Spread your bets. Risk management. And that's been his focus. And I trust him because he speaks truth about the financial mobbed up entities. So coming up this Thursday, I want you to join Bohr Capital Management, Zach Abraham for his free live webinar. It's Thursday, September 28th, a couple of days from now, to learn how their risk management strategy and active management of portfolio can actually lower your volatility. So he's going to explain the core of what they do. What is risk management? How do they do it? What does it mean to actively manage each portfolio? And to be completely transparent. How has it worked out this year? What's the performance of the fund? What do they expect it to be? And he'll explain why the good old-fashioned 60-40 stock bond mix is out of date in this inflationary environment. So to learn more and sign up for this free live webinar, go to knowyourriskradio.com. And though it's digital and free, space is limited and it fills up fast. So just go to know yourriskradio.com. Do that now. Knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. So the, um, the CNN people who are going through and categorizing some of Biden's lies, or at least listing them. Are they going to list this one? Even though America, as we met here today, is the strongest economy in the world. Let me say that again. America has the strongest economy in the world of all major economics. And and all they do is attack it. We don't attack our economy. We explain it. In the same week um, that we've learned that, thank God, a federal, uh, a, a federal judge has once again, once again said, hey, your DACA program is illegal, Joe. Once again. And this is, of course, Barack Hussein Obama's DACA program. And, and Barack Hussein Obama is still running the White House. Legal instruction writes, the saga of Obama's unconstitutional deferred action for childhood arrivals is long. But here's a brief recap. Obama couldn't get Congress to work out amnesty on a large scale or even for so-called dreamers. So he grabbed his trusty auto pen and wrote out the DACA memorandum. It was not constitutional. Obama knew he didn't have the power to do it, but he did it anyway. Democrats do that. 
With Obama finally out of office, ha ha, then President Trump tried to uh, first bargain for the wall with Democrats. When that failed, he tossed DACA back to Congress, giving them six months to get a DACA bell on his desk. They didn't. Why? Because Kevin McCarthy didn't want to. Mitch McConnell likes DACA. Kevin does too. He extended the deadline, and again, they failed to act. So finally, Trump tried unsuccessfully to reverse it. Now, that's insane, by the way. One president creates it out of thin air, and another president can't uncreate it. That means that the power of the presidency depends on who's in it, according to the courts. It's insane. Nine Republican-led states have been challenging DACA, most recently opposing the Biden-era changes to the rule. On Wednesday, a federal judge declared it unlawful again. He's the same one who previously declared it unlawful in 2021. So in the same week that that's happening, you had the figurehead go out and explain that blacks and Hispanics are doing particularly well in his economy. <laughs> but the way he said it, I got to find this sound bite. The way he said it is, is, is so Biden. Uh, you know, uh, blacks and Hispanics uh, and other, uh, you know, other mil- military people, uh, people who are poorly educated, uh, you know, they're doing really well in this economy. They're not, number one. Number two, blacks and Hispanics across the board, they're uneducated and so are military members. It is just, well, what I meant was, you know, uh, black kids are just as, uh, just as valuable as, as, as rich kids. Just as smart as rich kids, black kids. The racism that rolls from the tongue. Oh. Oh, yeah, this is important. We have another debt ceiling thing coming up. This time, not the debt ceiling, but will the government keep running? See, because we might have to shut down the government. Because we might not have enough money. Well, how are we going to get the money? Oh, that's how we're going to borrow it. No, that's not necessarily true. The Federal Reserve is going to invent debt. I can't get over this. Can you get over this? A bunch of men and women who are absolutely the richest people, uh, amongst the richest people in the world, get to walk into a room, even if they, I don't even know if they have to walk into a room, they can probably just do it on an app they built for themselves. And they can say, hey, let's invent debt. Okay, so they invent it. Who owes it to them? We do. This could be like you inventing a marriage. Now think of this. You could say to a woman, hey, uh, I, I decided we're married, so sleep with me. What? Yeah, I just decided that. Well, well you don't get to do that. What? It's like inventing a debt. This is like inventing a... You could walk into someone's house walk into like a, one of the Federal Reserve chairman's, you know, mansions and take up house. And it's a big mansion. So it was like 32 rooms. So he doesn't notice for a while. But one day he walks by a room in the south, southern wing, south wing. He goes, pardon me, who are you? Oh, hey, I'm Todd. What are you doing here? Oh, I, I invented a renter's agreement. You can't do that. Well, you invent that. So I've invented a renter's agreement. I don't pay any rent, but I get to live here. So can you shut the door? Because this is private property. Because once you're renting, it's like your own house. So get out of my get out of my house. So we're explaining our economy. We're explaining how it works and doesn't work. We're explaining the enormous amount of debt that has happened as you guys have been busy raiding, raiding the treasury, which is what you're doing. I'm relieved to see some Republicans actually taking seriously this question of our economy. Chip Roy. Chip Roy does a great job of tearing into this issue, this topic. And my sincere question is, how sincere is Chip Roy's concern? I mean, he's great at sounding concerned. I assume Chip Roy is a big-time patriot. And so all of this is genuine. But in the era of Washington, D.C., I mean, who knows? All my colleagues here and friends who are representing uh, people from across this country who are fed up. They're fed up of a government that's out of control. And 
Here's the thing. Our founding fathers, in creating this country, created separation of powers. It is incumbent upon those of us with election certificates, particularly in the House of Representatives, but also the Senate, to stand up at this end of Pennsylvania Avenue and hold the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue and the executive branch accountable. A president and an executive branch that is out of control. My question for my colleagues, particularly my Republican colleagues, is when is it enough? When is it enough to stand up and do what you campaign to do and use the power of the purse to stop this administration from trampling the American people? Spending is out of control. The federal government will spend $2 trillion more than it takes in this year to fund the very agencies and programs at war with the American people. Inflation is opposed to 17% across the board tax on Americans. We've added $1.5 trillion in debt since the so-called debt deal. We are now spending more on interest on the debt than we are in defending the United States of America. The Department of Defense is threatening our national defense by turning our military into a social engineering experiment wrapped in a uniform. COVID tyranny is rearing its ugly head again. It was announced today, CIA whistleblowers told the COVID Select Committee that the CIA bribed its own analysts to deny the Wuhan lab leak theory. Yesterday, the FDA approved new COVID-19 boosters for children as young as six months old, and we haven't even had clinical trials. We're funding a healthcare system broken by Washington and big insurance while average Americans foot the bill. Energy, we're destroying our ability to have reliable energy the Inflation Reduction Act's $1.2 trillion handout to unreliable wind and solar, big corporations and rich leftists, and the Chinese Communist Party remain in effect right now. DOJ is advancing a politicized form of justice, targeting former President Trump, targeting dads like Scott Smith in Loudoun County, which thankfully Governor Yunkin just pardoned. Mark Houck, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for defending his son. And perhaps most of all as a Texan, and for all of us, particularly a few New Yorkers these days, perhaps people are paying attention to a border that is so devastatingly broken that Americans are dying. How many moms do I have to sit next to in another round table in Texas who lost their son or their daughter to fentanyl? How many migrants have to die in the back of a tractor trailer in San Antonio? How many have to die in the Rio Grande? How many girls have to get sold in the sex trafficking trade before this body will wake up and stop an out of control president? Enough. Why would we fund that? That's my question for the Republican leadership. Why will you fund that? Let me be very clear. I will not continue to fund a government at war with the American people. We are here to change it. It is time to end it. And I'm proud to stand with these patriots to do that. Amen. Shut it down. uh, Yeah. Starve the beast. There is a time when you are trying to forestall violence. They intend violence by taking Trump off the ballot. This is an attempt, I think, to forestall violence. I don't want it. I'm against it. I don't pray for it. I pray for the opposite, and I will understand it when it happens. If they succeed on wiping Trump from the ballot, the time to do this is now. Well, we have control of the purse before they cheat enough to take over Congress. Your purse, your money is your control. Right now, you probably have it on credit card, which is a central bank digital currency. It's not a central bank digital currency, but it's a digital currency. You probably have it on auto pay on a credit card or probably a debit card. I put ours on credit card because God gifts us to be able to pay off our credit cards every month. So I live on their float. Fine. You want to float me money? That's fine. Uh, Cell phones. So right now, you probably fund, I don't know, what is it? Two, three hundred bucks a month? for cell phone access. And right now that goes to companies that are, well, big, huge union shops. I don't have a huge problem with private unions as long as the uh, owners agree to be unionized. I have a huge problem with what unions do to this country 
because they're leftist money raising machines. And the big cell phone companies, they're all behind trans and kids, chemically mutilating them, helping to fund Black Lives Matter Incorporated. That's where their money goes. It's just the opposite the, at the only Christian conservative wireless provider, and that's Patriot Mobile. They fund lawsuits to defend Christian conservatives. They fund organizations to defend gun rights and the Second Amendment. They back groups like the Idaho Freedom Foundation to help us try to remain a red state. They're not afraid of the social issues. They're way out ahead on the right for a child to not be murdered in the womb. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Now, that's all well and good. You could say, okay, well, good for them. I need a cell phone that works. It does. I don't even remember when I switched. I remember how nervous I was before I switched. I remember feeling like an utter idiot after I did it, and it was the easiest thing I've ever done with a phone company. I remember I didn't need to interact with our existing phone company other than go to a website. And that's exactly what Patriot Mobile showed me how to do. They understand sometimes how the big providers will try to stop you from switching. But switch. Take your money away from the big three. Go to a company that's going to provide you the same 4G and 5G signal strength. Your apps will be fine. I don't notice a single change since I switched. The signal strength is just as strong. Everything works brilliantly. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Herman or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with offer code Herman. Ask about their coverage guarantee. PatriotMobile.com slash Sherman or call 878-PATRIOT. Get the same dependable service. Take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Herman or call 878-PATRIOT. I think Chip Roy's a, a, a full-on patriot. What do you think? I, th- I mean, I, that it's you can get really good at giving emotional speeches and not meaning it. Just look at Hollywood. But I, he's too consistent. And he's too consistently emotional about the right things. Now, Representative Tom Emmer is not, he's not Chip Roy. I don't, I mean, it's a whole different style. But he's onto something as well, that this is the time to press these things. You want money, Joe Biden? You want an approved budget? Here's the deal. And the American people now, even in New York and Chicago and Illinois, are with us on the border. The American people are with us to stop this attack on parents to stop sexualizing kids, to stop sexually grooming them. The American people are largely with us on, hey, no more lockdowns. We're not doing it this time. And the American people are deeply against Ukraine, but notice something. Not against Ukraine, but against continuing to fund. I said we're going to get to 200, million, 200 billion. We're gonna. We're just about there. The next round is 76 billion. Notice this. There's no discussion in this budget process about cutting the money for Ukraine, and Zelensky's coming here to get his money. But at least there's these discussions. We're shutting the border, or we're not funding you. The wall's going up, or we're not funding you. You're going to fire the following people at the FBI because we're defunding their positions. You're going to do that, or you're not going to get your money. And we're going to pass a bill into law that says that the Federal Reserve does not get to create a central bank digital currency, but don't limit it to the, to the central bank. Don't limit it to the, to the private company called the Federal Reserve, which is a private company. Pass a law. There will be no central bank digital currency in the United States, no matter which agency wants to take control of Americans this way. Representative Tom Emmer. It's good to be back in the People's House where House Republicans are ready to continue delivering on our promises to the American people. One important aspect of our common sense agenda is actually protecting Americans' financial privacy, particularly when it pertains to this lawless administrative state. That's why I reintroduced a bill yesterday called the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, which puts a check on unelected bureaucrats and ensures that the United States digital currency policy upholds our values of privacy, individual sovereignty, and free market competitiveness.
Recent actions from the Biden administration have made it clear that they are not only itching to create a digital dollar, but they're willing to trade Americans' right to financial privacy for a surveillance-style CBDC. This bill ensures the future of crypto is in the hands of the American people, not the administrative state. By prohibiting the Federal Reserve from creating a tool with unfettered insight into Americans' financial data. If not open, permissionless, and private, like cash, a CBDC is nothing more than a CCP-style surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. We're not going to let that happen. Not on House Republicans' watch. And I want to thank the Financial Services Committee for considering our bill this month. And we're going to continue working to ensure that the digital economy is designed by Americans and emulates American value. So, so reading the press statement, does he mean it? I want to know. Does it matter? It does. Because if he doesn't mean it, it's easy to attach this. Hey, we outlawed it for the Federal Reserve. Okay, what about the Treasury? What about the Department of Homeland Security? Because uh, they'll be aching to do this as well. We started this show, in fact, this entire episode, because I heard Joe Biden say... Senator Ben Cardin is one of the great... I, I hate to face public servants, but it is true. Yeah, his dementia spoke the truth. We heard Jerry Nadler hate the phrase public servants by showing his contempt for the public he supposedly serves, reading over them as they were saying in the background, send them home. We saw the same thing with AOC. We saw CNN name what they said are the big lies of Joe Biden, but not notice the fact that the Fed napping was a massive lie that has put two men in prison and two men or three men were just found not guilty. Many of them hate the phrase public servant. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't hate being a servant? The Lord Jesus. For even the Son of Man came to serve and not be served. America can be America again when we turn our face to God, when we seek to to, to serve, not be served, And when we seek to elect godly people, and we can do that for generations because we recommit to winning America back by winning the souls of our children and grandchildren. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, please, please make a point of abiding in God's word. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year, and some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they'd say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.